0: Welcome back to Mary Jane's Podcast. Uh, Today we'll be going over the ending of Book 1, because we never really got around to Book 2, because we're just looking at Book 1. This will be the last podcast for uh, this series, and we'll get right into it. (laughs) Our first question is, do you think the political figures in this time used the power of religion to persuade people what to do, or is this to justify unjust actions? Um,
1: uh, I think absolutely. They, they definitely used uh, religion uh, to justify their ideology. That's that's what their ideology is based off of, um, as, you know, Islamists.
0: Um. Uh, yeah i agree uh especially where i kind of grow up uh and of course uh, uh america it's written in the constitution that uh there should be separation of church and state so when you start to when you kind of go to these uh i guess middle eastern countries uh where they include uh religion and a lot of their ideologies and uh kind of policies um it's definitely really different and you can be uh like really uh persecuted i guess for not following a religion
2: yeah, I you go, G g,
3: g. Um, you can go for it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, like, the way in a lot of the book, it, it was just kind of not weird, but like weird to see how they connected religion into school so much. Like, how um, teachers came up with, like, gave their own political opinions and, like, views to the students. I mean, it's just crazy to me how, because here you're not really allowed to do that are not supposed to do that but there they just it was blatantly just out there too which was that it was surprising to me
0: yeah especially trying to uh justify unjust actions uh especially well it's definitely really different in here uh different in america than uh the middle east but like our like what we would consider unjust actions would be completely different for them uh because of what they normally follow And again, that kind of like power of religion in Middle Eastern states uh, can definitely uh, persuade people what to do, uh, especially when you kind of like grow up with it your entire life. If you do something, I guess, like uh, what what would be considered bad uh, in, in your future, you could definitely uh, be either like just put in jail for that because of religion, like uh, a certain religion might tell you, like, no, you can't do those things.
2: Yeah, I agree. They use religion to, like, threaten you and just use it as an excuse to, like, arrest you or something. Just, like, persuade people to do whatever.
1: I mean, I feel like if you tell, like, somebody who supports the Iranian government that they use uh, religion to persecute people, they're just gonna be like, yes. You know, they're just gonna like. To them, they believe in this religion a lot, so they they definitely uh like firmly believe in it. They're just gonna like they base their morals off of it. So you you tell them, oh, you you pro you base your 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 system around your religion. How weird! How how unjustified is that? And they they'll probably just like, of course, obviously. I mean, even in America, we have people like that. We have who who, who uh, firmly believe that America is for Christians or whatever. Uh, you know, it's just there. There are people who believe that morality is impossible without religion. Uh, so they they obviously base their their uh, their their actions off of religion. They don't try to hide it.
3: Um, to add a little bit on what Edward was saying, I feel like because they're reading off the Bible, they're taking this interpreting off the Bible. And when you're reading stuff, I think it's a lot easier to interpret it in the way that you want it to be interpreted. So I feel like a lot of these leaders and political figures in Iran and Iraq use um, the way that they interpret it to justify what they're doing.
0: Um, the author states that you can't have any things that cause joy, because it is banned during the time of war. Would you be able to live without your favorite things, such as video games, music, or movies, etc?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like I just find... Uh, I, I feel like I could try to find other things. It would absolutely suck. But, I mean, I've I've lived without... A lot of those things like I I definitely like a lot of those things and I've lived without them Uh, I just generally just find something different to do Uh, and I feel like did they ban did they like explicitly state I read like okay there was a lot that chapter I don't remember uh, it exactly so uh, please refresh my memory did they explicitly state they banned everything that causes joy Not
3: everything, but it stated, um, like, when her parents went to Turkey, they came back with the posters, but they had to, like, smuggle it in because it was, like, illegal contraband. And anything like that was illegal contraband. Like, her jacket and all that stuff was, like, illegal contraband from other countries. Yeah,
1: basically, a lot of things are, like, banned. I I don't think it was uh, just specifically, like... If it causes joy, it was it's banned. I think it was more of just like they didn't like Western, the new Western culture movement. In the uh, eighties, they didn't. There was a reaction against it uh, among the Iranian government, and a lot of teenagers really liked that stuff. So it was, you know, to teenagers it might seem like it, but to a lot of other people in Iran, it probably would have just been.
0: It, it probably would have been seen somewhat differently yeah but just kind of like taking in the question into uh oh god what's the word kind of taking in the question uh like if i wasn't able to have those things and let's say i was a citizen of iran uh during that time uh not being able to have those kind of like western things uh that i do now it would be very hard to kind of I guess socialize through those thing through those things because I really find thre- friends a lot of friends through uh uh liking certain things uh that they like. Uh like through video games, again music and movies. Um that's here that's how I've met most of my friends. So it just that'd just be really hard uh to I guess socialize. I could still live, of course, because it's not necessary to have those things to live. But to be able to, like, socialize with other humans uh, without those things would just be really hard.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Personally, it would be extremely hard for me because I listen to music, like, all the time for, like, warm-ups for games, doing homework, like, just all the time. And I have a bunch of posters and stuff all over my walls. So it would be hard for me to deal with it, but I could live without it. And I totally agree with Jack on the um, how it makes it become more social, uh, you become more social with other people based on the the things that you like.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely not be able to live without my favorite things, but, like, um, if it was, like, extreme boredom, then that would, like, motivate me to find something else to do, so I, I can still live without it, so...
0: And like, I guess going into the perspective of uh, teens almost during that time or uh, just kind of younger or just basically anyone, like having those things and then immediately being like just taken away, that'd be so hard to like get out of that hole of just like, this is what I've been living with my whole life. Uh, I've been playing these kind of games or listening to my favorite music and just suddenly it's gone. Like that'd just be really hard for me, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's, like, in that chapter when she was, like, wearing all the stuff that um, her parents got her, but then when she was out the streets, like these women just came and, like, tried to take it away from her, and that was, like, really difficult. I can sense how, like, hard it was for her.
0: And especially going into like a time of war, you definitely need those things to kind of cope with. Uh, Like just during a time of war and you're just like, oh, my things are gone. I can't (laughs) do anything anymore. That'd just be really hard. Like barely uh, just being almost scared because of the war. And then just your stuff is gone that you normally use to like kind of get away from that situation. Uh, That'd just be really hard.
3: Yeah, because especially during that time, you need something like a coping mechanism or like something to distract you from what's kind of going on. So yeah, I agree with that.
0: How did you feel about the way the book ended? Do you think that the ending went along with the way the book was going? Why or why not? Do you think the author should have come up with something else for the end of the book?
3: The way the book ended, I feel like it was it was okay. It was a little boring for me, the way the book was going, Now, Like, I think that she should have, like, not should have, but, like, maybe could have came up with something that was more interesting or led into the next book. But, I mean, well, she did. But, like, personally, I didn't really care for the way the book ended. I don't know about you guys, but personally, I didn't.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it was a pretty good transition into the uh, second book. Uh, just kind of like going to the West and then coming back to uh, Iran. Um, but other than that, it was kind of like, again, I agree with Haley. Uh, It was kind of boring and just like, oh, bye, bye mom and dad. I'll see you. And I'm going to the West. Bye. And then just she's sad and then that's it. Like, eh. I wasn't huge on it. Um. Well, at first, I didn't know there was a second book to it. I thought it was just, it just ended on a cliffhanger and I was
2: like, I was, like, confused, but I also thought it was pretty boring, too, because, like, she just ended the book by saying goodbye to her parents, so.
3: Like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I was kind of, I was pretty sure that the book was going to end, like, with one of her parents ended up getting like killed or something or like someone really (laughs) close to her, like really, really close to her, like her parent or grandma or whatever, but like ended up getting killed at the end. That's what I thought was gonna happen, but it went the total opposite direction.
1: Yeah. So because I read the second book, uh, it was just kind of a really clean transition. Like I didn't even notice the book ending, Uh, the first book ending, Uh, only I like I before, I had to look up when the first book happened or ended because I didn't realize it ended. It's really smooth transition. It's not really fit for
0: an ending of a book straight up. Yeah. Same thing happened with me. Just, just a really good transition. Um, yeah, I had to do the exact same thing kind of search it up on the internet when the book actually ended the first one. Uh, so I was really like kind of, kind of, uh, this kind of distraught when I like kind of went back and read the ending of the first book I'm like that's really how it ended for the first first book like nah, I don't know that was just that kind of killed my mood
2: um yeah I agree with Haley like I thought that the ending was like something more um like I expected her parents to like die or something because you know what happened but then it was like completely something else so I was just
0: yeah again kind of kind of uh leaving off on a cliffhanger with no kind of like real real like dramatic ending, which is again what everyone kind of expected like a really dramatic ending and then leaving Iran, but kind of nothing happening and just like bye mom dad, I'll see you going to the west that that it kind of it, it boreded me in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I
0: agree. Would you recommend it to anyone else? Why? Have you learned anything from this book? And what is it? Are there any instances in this book that you can draw parallels to today?
3: Maybe. I might recommend this book to someone. Personally, I think a book is really just as good as the way it ends, and I didn't really like the ending. That's why I probably wouldn't. But um, something that I definitely learned from this book is that, because I didn't really know that much about like the Middle Eastern culture and how they taught like their kids. It, it really surprised me how they people, a, a lot of the kids that are there kind of grew up in fear of their life or in fear of getting taken away from their parents at a young age, which was, that's just crazy how
0: that happens, um, and, yeah, yeah, I agree, um, I definitely, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend someone this book off, like, the top of my head, I definitely, like, if they really got specific, like, if, like, oh, do you have any, kind of, like, stories about the Middle Eastern in, like, you know, a book form, I'm, like, okay, here's this one, um, but I wouldn't recommend it off the top of my head, um, uh, I definitely learned a lot from reading this book. Kind of, I, the main thing I learned was definitely the uh, kind of really uh, oh god, uh, really a big focus on religion in Middle Eastern countries uh, during that time. So when you kind of see how much it's like involved in everyday life, uh, it's just real. It it really took me uh, aback. Um, I guess I would
2: recommend it to like people who are interested in learning about religion and history, I guess, like, I feel like they would definitely be interested in the book because they can get educated and stuff. And I I definitely learned something from this book. I learned more about the religion and how, like, the way they dress, like, originated from. So...
0: And kind of like the... Oh, go ahead. My bad.
1: I'd recommend it to people who are like... Want to know about modern Iranian history. But other than that... Or maybe if you like graphic novels.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the other part of it. If you really... uh, If you like graphic novels... I thought it was... uh, I thought the drawings were kind of cool. Uh, So if like... If someone ever asked for like a graphic novel of... uh, A pretty cool story uh I would recommend them that uh and kind of the last uh part to that question, are there instances in this book that you can draw parallels to today uh I can um definitely with the religious part uh there's definitely still a lot of uh religious problems going on in the middle eastern uh area. And then, like another thing, I uh, learned about this book, um, I guess just like really, ki- like kind of piggybacking on what Haley said uh, of like children being in fear for their lives. Like no children, no child uh, should have to have that kind of fear, uh, just growing up anywhere. Um, so I don't know. I found that really interesting. Yeah,
2: like like growing up as um, children, like from where they live, they they didn't get to experience a lot of, like, things that other children get to experience and all the fun stuff, and they were, like, restricted for, like, money, things.
0: And that has been it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us, Um, and thank you for listening to this series. I um, hope you guys have a good day and thank you again.